Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Do you know what people see when they Google you? Search engines don't always get it right, and when they're wrong, it's your reputation on the line. So what do you do when you don't agree with your search results? Call Reputation Defender at 855-432-4905. Reputation Defender is one of the most trusted names in online reputation repair. We have over a decade of experience in fixing people's search results, and we can help you too. Using cutting-edge approaches, Reputation Defender pushes unflattering information down to lower pages of your search results where few people ever look. We also promote the good stuff so that it rises to the top, letting you put your best foot forward. Your good name is too valuable to leave to the whims of a Google algorithm. You owe it to yourself to take charge of your reputation. Visit www.reputationdefender.com or call 855-432-4905 for free advice on your situation. That's 855-432-4905. The I didn't realize you liked me that way deal. Because it's one thing to receive McDonald's, but an entirely other thing to know that they woke up early to face the world and bring you McDonald's breakfast still hot in the bag. Appreciate you. There's a deal for every morning. Now grab two loaded sausage burritos for only three bucks. Prices and participation may vary. Single item at regular price. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. The Fearless Curious Soul, Goldilocks Productions presents The Deep Reading, <laughs> connecting you to your soul show. Welcome, this is Suzanne Wyman, and I am bringing the show to you today called The Deep Psychic Reading, and I want to know that you are welcome, and that thank you for tuning in today. Set your intention as we begin the show so that you can hear and listen closely to what the universe says in response to your intention. So I'm going to be answering different people's questions, but remember if you're tuned in today in some way or another, those questions and answers also could apply to your life and give you clarity. And... If you feel connected, deeply connected to the question or the answer, remember that is the way that the universe is supporting you, answering you, and responding to the intention that you have set. The universe supports you. All is well. And may you feel included today in the conversation as if I was speaking to you directly, because that's what I want. So um, please... If you would like to be in touch with me, you may write to me, an old-fashioned idea of sitting down to a computer and sending an email, thedeeppsychicreading at gmail.com. You can also call me at 714-473-84. So today's conversation is a conversation about 
what people are doing in their lives in order to obtain their dreams and what steps they're willing to take in order to achieve those dreams. I want to open today's show with astrology. In the past, I've brought it on in the past, and today I want to bring it in in the beginning so that we understand what astrological aspects we're working with. And then um, I hope you enjoy a really great dialogue between my daughter and I, and I would like to um, bring my daughter in at this point in time in the show, and let's start the show. Hi, Katharina. Hi, how are you? I'm really good. How are you today? Good. Good. So, so that was a good, I like that little opening because, you know, it's funny, you and I never talk about uh, the show. We're prepped for anything, but it always kind of lines up with what I'm going to bring on and talk about astrologically. Um, so you're talking about people having their intentions and you know, setting goals, and um, right now, all of the planets are direct, so there's no planets in retrograde, which is huge, um, especially considering the, so the amount of retrogrades we're going to experience later in the year is pretty intense, so it's kind of, it's kind of nice to use this energy right now, Um, and that lasts until April 24th, so we've got a little more than a month. And okay. it's, you know, a forward-moving energy. Um, you know, it's kind of that force. And we basically have no excuses, uh, you know, for for not setting our goals and moving forward, right? We can't say that, oh, that's a miscommunication because Mercury's in retrograde. Uh, no, no excuses. Just move forward. Use, you know, everything that you can to your advantage right now. Okay. So um, <clears throat> talk about talk about. I mean, because there are chapters in history where there's planets that are in retrograde, and they're in retrograde for long periods of time. Uh, And we went through an unusual lunar aspect that hasn't occurred in a really long time. So um, on Monday, so talk about some of the specific planets that are direct as as of right now. Um, well, we just came out of Mercury retrograde, okay. right? And, and that uh, just ended on the tenth. Um, so, so let's let's explain let's explain Mercury to the person who perhaps is not well versed with astrology. So Mercury is our planet of communication and travel. Um, I do always relate it back to the mythology of Mercury being the messenger to the gods. That's just the easiest way for me to remember that. Um, Mm -hmm. But if you don't study mythology, um, yeah, it's just about our our travel, communication with one another. um, And when it's in retrograde, it's not usually a time for us to start new things draft contracts or sign contracts, enter into new projects. Um, We say that it's a time to kind of be cautious. And I always like to think of it as a time to go back and uh, do a spring cleaning, clear out some things that you've been meaning to do that were already started, but, you know, maybe you never got around to finishing it. So I like to think of it as a time to kind of finish things, tie up loose ends and um, get get things ready for when the planet goes direct, and then you have that forceful energy to kind of move forward on new things. Okay. So um, so I always say an astrologer without mythology is a waste, um, and that's kind of a, um, a piece of plagiarism from the line of a beautiful woman without a sense of humor is a waste. So... So tell me, because like, if you understand mythology and then you go to look at astrology, what happens in that process? Because your your process of doing astrology is radically different than my process, um, and yet some of the things that you know about astrology you learned from me. So talk about the mythology-astrology link and how it works in your thinking. 
Well, I think it's hard um, because a lot of the mythology that we grow up uh, learning in school is usually Greek mythology. And then in astrology, you have all the Roman names that are applied to things. So if you don't have that crossover of the Greek and Roman interchange of names, because it usually is the same stories, that that can be hard. Um, but yeah, I was I always was a studier of mythology, probably had a lot to do with your interests and what I observed you doing as a child. And so it was just a natural inclination, but I, I really did enjoy it on my own. Um, mm-hmm. And, and for me, it just helped to kind of explain um, the meanings behind things. It's almost, uh, you know, we learn as children through through fables and stories. And so for me, that process was never lost as an adult, right? You just, you learn through stories. Um, And I think that's what the ancient Romans and Greeks did in teaching astrology. They applied meanings and kind of understanding that energy that pulls on us um, and, and just helps us remember in a way that's more interesting and fun than just saying, you know, don't sign a contract, don't send that text message without rereading it, um, spell check, proof everything, right? That's not really um, always helpful and always with the right mindset. If you kind of just have the story behind it, then like I said, it's like a fable that you learn as a child. Okay. I like that analogy. And so when we take and we actually take the um, the planets and we take the zodiac and we look into the sky, and I've taken out those cards and shown you, this is what they said, this gathering of these stars translates to the following figure, which tells us the following story. To me, it was a way of telling the human story in parables in such a way that people could see that their story was like other people's story, and so that created a sense of connectedness, and it also explains some of the difficult dynamics that happen in the human psyche and the human experience. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we see a lot of um, fables that are the same throughout ancient civilizations, right, that they teach children. They're very similar parables that children are taught, but they're taught in many different cultures, and I think that... um, that history through story is very much a form of connectivity. Um, So, um, yeah, I I like it. Um, The other thing to note with these planets going direct is that on March 19th, we start our, we start Aries season with a spring equinox. So Mm -hmm. it really is like a nice, just boost of energy, I think for fresh starts and, these new beginnings and all these possibilities, you know, kind of time to lead and start, start our goals, which, um, you know, with the beginning of this year kind of being in chaos, I mean, the last two months have felt like we've already gone through a year in some ways. Um, Mm -hmm. But now it's the start of the astrological year. So I think it's kind of nice to just envision a fresh start and, um, just new opportunities as we move forward. Okay, so talk, okay. So knowledge about astrology is done in layers, and so we start our our new year, our new calendar in astrology with Aries, and then what is the element of Aries? So Aries is fire. Uh, It's a cardinal sign. Um... I always think about Aries as being uh, really passionate and um, involved in in projects. They're ambitious. Um, it's um, they're hardworking, you know. Uh, so it, it is that time, and and we say that Aries is the beginning of of the zodiac, and so. They're the infants. They're the babies of the zodiac, um, yeah, the new, and that the energy. Yeah, yeah, they're the newborn. So, so um, you know, like babies, babies don't really think about other people, right? They don't have that capacity. So, not that Aries don't have that capacity, but just you know, they're kind of they're kind of focused on what do I need? What do I? Um, 
you know, want to do and things like that. And it does make them very um, focused. I mean, I, I enjoy Aries and that focused energy and being super passionate and just involved in, and so it's all about goals and um, leading forward. So let's, let's, um, let's, uh, so Aries, um, I don't know why Aries kind of have a bad reputation. I think if you're dealing with somebody who's an Aries and saying you're an Aries is like saying you're a Ford, what year, what make, what model, what color, doesn't really tell us much. So um, when we take and we put together a person who's an Aries, um, people have said that they're, you know, they're kind of selfish or they're impatient or something like that. But I don't think so. I think Aries are people that just see it like it is. They don't see any reason to take and um, try and negotiate with somebody when they already um, see clearly what that person is. So Aries can have clear, clear perceptions. But the thing that I really like is that um, the, I never know if I say this right, Zohastrians, they celebrate, it's um, Persian New Year, and they celebrate it with fire, and they talk about burning away the cowardice. And so um, it, is an interesting, it is an interesting concept because it predates Christianity and Buddhism, and um, it's a big influencer on Buddhism and Christianity and, of course, the Jewish traditions. So in many ways, we follow uh, astrology without even knowing it. We, we follow it because we do all of our preparation. Now we're doing our preparation for Lent and we're getting ready for Easter. So, so just we're going to wrap this conversation up. But what is the thing that you think is the very best aspect of having the planets? The planets are direct. That just never happens. And it only happens for a month. I mean, yeah. I mean, I think it's, um just like I said, it's just using that time, using your intuition and energy to focus on what what your goals are, how you want to move things forward, and um, you know not not kind of using the excuses of the planets being in retrograde. Um, <laughs> not to avoid or not do things right there's no excuses right right now so just just to use but still to use your intuition and still to to do that self-care I mean there's a lot going on in the world right now and we always have control over our own um you know fate and things like that so it's we always have choices so just using this time this energy to kind of think about the choices that you want to make and the goals that you want to set and moving forward for the year. Okay. So yesterday I wrote to you and I said, oh, my gosh, Catherine, did you look at how many um, lunar aspects you have going on tomorrow? Because lunar aspects are typically within the day. So, um, and, and did you look at your lunar aspects for today? Did you actually take, because one of the things you said to me is, is that I use all the tools of a support system that I can manage. We have the Good Timing Guide, um, which is an excellent tool for businesses. We have our astrology, which tells us our daily transits. And then, um, <coughs> and then we have the big picture of astrology. So how does looking, because I look at my astrology every single day, how does looking at your astrology help you stay focused on what it is that is good, what is protective, what is helpful in the day? Um, so I use it as a guidepost. It's not, oh, this is how my day is going to turn out. So I'm just going to, you know, um, avoid these situations or I'm going to, you know, not leave my house today because it just looks really terrible out there astrologically. I just use it as a guidepost of, okay, this might be happening for me today emotionally, or I might be more sensitive, or I might be more combative in my um, interactions with people. I'm just going to kind of be mindful and notice those things today and then keep it in in the back of my mind as sort of advice, almost like 
my little Jiminy Cricket conscience on my shoulder reminding me like, well, you've got that, um, you know, Mars conjunct, whatever. So you might be a little uh, abrasive today, just kind of simmer things down. So it's just kind of a nice um, uh, overview. And I like to look at other people in my life and see what's going on with them too, because it kind of gives us that empathy for what maybe they're going through, right? We never know what somebody's story is. So it's just a reminder of being and uh, sympathetic and understanding to ourselves as well as to others. Absolutely fabulous. Will you come back and do this with me again? Sure. Okay. Have a great All afternoon. Right. Have a good Thanks. Sh- Thanks. Thanks. All right. Bye-bye. <clears throat> so you're listening to The Deep Psychic Reading, and it's Suzanne Wyman. And... Um, great conversation for me to have with my daughter about astrology. So I'm ready for my next guest. <clears throat> and um, today's question. Hello? Oh. Hi there. Is this Emily? This is Emily. Hello. How are you? Good, thank you. How are you? Really good. Thank you so much. So, um, really a kind of an interesting piece of insight to realize that today is the first time that we've had the planets go direct. We're out of Mercury direct. If there's an intention that you're going to set and a goal that you're going to put together in order to achieve your dream, the planets have you supported at this moment. So what is your question for us today? So I'm interested in changing careers, so I want to know what are some of the steps that I can take to kind of do my dream job? Okay. What, what job would you like? What is your dream job? I'd like to work in the entertainment industry and, like, developing films and TV shows. Okay. I think you're perfectly qualified for that job. And so if you were to be honest in this conversation, what would you say was the one thing that was holding you back? Uh, probably myself. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> Can you be, um, do you want to talk about that or you want to be more specific? What would you like to do? I, I, I just think I'm, like I have the skills on the inside, but the confidence to bring them outside needs help. Okay. Um, okay. I, I understand what you're saying that you have you have the you have the dream and I don't believe that anybody is given a dream, a vision or an opportunity to see themselves in a position in their life that they're not given the tools in order to make it happen. And so I never believe that a conversation is a coincidence or um, a happen chance encounter is really happen chance. I believe that those are all pieces to your thought process and, and that is the universe answering your intention. That's how I see it. So mm-hmm. I'm going to try and um, see if I can get you to, you know, be, a, be um, a little bit more forthcoming about what it is. Because I, I, I think that you question yourself, you doubt yourself, and you believe that you're not enough. And if nobody has ever worked in a situation of where you're working in a, a position of um, movie industry, it is an extremely competitive environment in a way that only the bravest, only the truest, only the most talented really emerge, right? Right. So talking about it in that way, because I'm trying to find a way to talk about it that I can get you to sort of talk a little bit about what you think is holding you back, and then we can go to work on the solution. What would you say was the... What what is what is the one thing that holds you back? Because you have education, you have training, you have drive, you have ambition, you have nice social skills, which are an important ingredient, right? Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah, I think it's it's. <clears throat> I think mainly it's just like believing in myself that I can do it. Like, okay. Believing that you're enough. Yes. Okay, so um, 
So the first thing I'm going to ask you to do is I'm going to ask you to take and put up a beautiful image of the words that say, I am worth it. Just that simple. I'm worth it because you are worth it. Okay? And then I'm going to give you some time. I'm going to give you some timeline pieces. This piece of time right now that we're involved is really the best time for you to fine-tune exactly where you want to be working and what you want to be working on because okay. you know there are not enough good writers in Hollywood. The biggest thing Jane Fonda's quote is, is what does Hollywood need? Hollywood needs more good writers. So, mm-hmm. okay, so you are a good writer. You do know where your talent lies. And so this chapter, and it lasts probably about 28 or 29 days, where you really fine-tune that process. Whenever you have an idea or a thought, or even an image that you see in a magazine, I'm going to ask you to put it in one stack, in one area of your office, and leave that stack there. Just compile the ideas. And then I want you to take and very carefully put it together onto an area that you would look at all the time. So the idea is that when we put something up, we look at it at first and we see it, but then after a while we don't see it. And then that's when our subconscious state takes off because it is absorbing Mm -hmm. that material and feeling that material. And some people are very good. They're able to go over and they're able to feel it and they're able to touch it and they're able to be, you know, very well directed. But that's the first piece of it. By the time we reach the end of June, you will have a very clear focus about what area that you want to be writing on, what people you want to be connecting with, and where your project is. Is it a short-term project? Is it a long-term project? Is it something that is absolutely feasible, or is it something that is a dream to do at some point in time in the future. And you're going to categorize your personal dreams. This is my short-term goal. This is my, mm-hmm. um, this is my one-year goal. And this is my three-year goal. Okay? Okay. So that's the end of June. We actually see that you have that clarity and you start the process. By the time you reach September, it's somewhere after mid-September, I don't know if it's the 16th, the 17th, or the 18th of September, you will have gotten um, correspondence from somebody who's in a position to receive what it is that you do and tell you, this is a project that we're willing to look at, this is what we're looking at, and these are the people that you are going to be able to talk to. It will be a very clear, it will be a very direct, it will be a very concrete move. And in that piece, you'll make up your own mind, I want to be involved at this part, I want this other person involved in this situation, and then that will be the building block process. We get to the end of this calendar year, you you will actually have a commitment that you are able to begin one of your projects that you've wanted to build on make happen and see come to fruition, and it will begin its process. I think that's pretty exciting news, to be honest with you. That is super exciting. That gives me hope. (laughs) It's a a lot of hard work to write. Writing is the most lonely of the artistic ventures, and the and the, the feeling of the blank sheet of paper is perhaps, I think, one of the most daunting um, pieces of the process. An artist has mm-hmm. a blank canvas. He puts a mark on it, and he has begun. <laughs> so um, it right, is a little right. different. Right. <clears throat> so um, I want to talk to you about your humor. You have a type of humor when you write that's very subtle, that is sort of a little bit more intellectual than most people, but in a whole nother way, at the surface level of the humor, people get it. It feels like kind of silly. It feels kind of zany. But it's written, and it's done in such a, a talented way um, that the people that are very intellectual and people that are very smart also, also get that sense of enjoyment out of it. And you know, as well as I know, that comedy is the most difficult to perform. It is the most difficult to write. UCLA specifically has a um, department within its department just 
for comedy. So mm-hmm. um, I would like to see you use that tool that you have intuitively, spiritually, and as something deep within you. I don't know if you um, would be allowed to take an audit classes um, or what, but I want you to find a way to actually listen to other people trying to put together ideas and performances around comedy. Not because you actually need that instruction, but because it gets your brain to work in a very, very different way, which serves as an inspiration. I think sometimes writers forget that they need to be involved in some things that are a little bit off the beaten path in order to keep themselves moving. Right. Well, right, it's like different different parts of your brain moving. Moving and creating creating a different neuro net so that you think differently. Your brain is extremely resistant to changing how it thinks because... it uses up more energy if it changes how it thinks. So your brain always wants to go back to what takes up less energy, and I mean physical energy. So um, the process, and also remember, unfamiliar territory is often uncomfortable, and people think that they should be comfortable, and I have a theory about people that think they should be comfortable. I think they just don't know how to lay down and admit they're dead, because life is is not about your comfort zone. But Writing does require a different set of challenges to your mind, to your thinking, to your process. And um, it is extremely complex. So I'm an avid reader, an absolutely avid reader. So um, I'm I'm sitting here um, staring at a bookcase as I I talk here and I think about it. I think think that sometimes uh, what you as a person have done is that you have been very rigid with yourself and very structured with yourself, which has been very good about being productive. But it has also taken and taken away some of the um, opportunity to circulate something new into your orbit. And so that's just what I want you to do. I just want you to think about it. I just want you to circulate something different. I want you to put it together differently. It's an excellent moment for you. you should be more than hopeful. You should be well-attuned, well-focused in order to do the things you need to do in order to achieve your dream. And conversations with people often bring about things for writers, which they don't even really understand at the time they're having the conversation or the dialogue with people. But later on, right. they go, wow, wow, now I get it. Okay? So right. you, have, you, do have, you do have writer's brain, which is excellent. Uh, you do have the tortured soul of the writer. <laughs> Not always easy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you like you like that one. Okay, good. Oh my God. Um, and you do have you do have the discipline and you do have the fortitude for putting that together. So um, I'm really quite happy for you. It is good news that I get to give you. There's a special blessing that a person gets to pass on. Good news. Okay. Yeah. All right. Thank you. So, thank you so oh much. No. I really appreciate it. <coughs> you get you can talk for another minute. Come on now, no. wrap this up with me. <laughs> try, try. <laughs> no, huh? Um, so, I guess any other advice for I guess kind of keeping my my eyes and ears and mind open. Anything else you can recommend for like to keep me from missing you know missing an opportunity? You, one of the things I think you really need to do is you need to find a walking meditation. Um, everybody gets okay. very kind of stuck on lead meditations or following a meditation or you know sitting straight up or lotus position or whatever. And a lot of people miss out on that walk, that moving meditation, which is done in the more um, indigenous populations. You know, like listening to a drum circle. Um, mm-hmm putting yourself into an altered state as the result of listening to music and then creating movement creates just as much of an altered state as other types of meditation. And I think that, you know, one of the things that's interesting in looking at you is to look at how much discipline you have. I mean, you have a huge amount of discipline, and that discipline has served you really well. And now I kind of have to take and 
take apart a little piece of thread here and loosen it up just a little bit and be just like, mm-hmm. yeah, you're talented, you're good, you have the skills, you have the capabilities, you have all of the pieces that are in place, and all you need to do really is to take and just really tune into some things that make you feel good and make you feel worthy and give you a high boost mm-hmm. in your self-confidence. Mm-hmm. Okay? Okay, yeah. That makes sense. All right. Well, um, you're welcome to call me, and um, thank you so much for um, being authentic in this dialogue. I'm glad I made you laugh. It's not an easy thing to do <laughs> for you. But, um, <laughs> okay? Um, thank you. Yeah, you're very welcome. Have a great day. Thank you. Thanks, you too. Bye-bye. Okay, bye-bye. So this is the Deep Psychic Reading by Suzanne Wyman. 714-400-7384. What a great way to start the show out by talking about our potential as to where we are astrologically and then talking with somebody who is ready to make the changes in order to fulfill a dream and go into a new profession. And so um, I'm hoping that I have um, I have my next guest here, and I'm hoping that we can bring her on and include her in the conversation. So yes, I'm here. You're here. How are you today? <laughs> I'm all right. How are you doing? Really good. Um, you sound good. You sound really good. <laughs> That's good. Yeah, it has been a little bit rough lately, um, illness-wise. Sorry about that. I'm really sorry about that. Yeah. Um, so tell me, tell me. Let's do your question, because I know. Um, first of all, tell me your first name. Sure. My name is Sean. Okay. And so tell me what what it talk. Let's talk about your question. First of all, let's talk about who you let me let me just do a short reading on who you are. First of all, you're somebody who has a true understanding of theatrics, um, the concept of what it means to act and be an actress, and you also are somebody who really thrives and lives to your highest potential when you're in an environment where you can connect to people and you're in control of how you connect to people. So everybody needs a certain amount of control in order to have a sense of happiness about their own personal life. But you feel happiness when you can easily connect physically to the people that you want to be involved with. So somehow or another, you need to interact with a group of people that have the same value system or have something that you want and you can work on. So um, you are somebody who has a unique ability of going into a group situation and being able to totally isolate yourself and be able to observe. And it's a type of detachment that we don't normally see in people unless, of course, they've done some sort of advanced meditation processes. Um, But I think you were born this way, and you've always been able to go in and be the observer, be the witness, be detached, and observe. Um, I think at one time or another this perhaps was a challenge, um, but I think what you've learned very quickly is, is that it's okay to do that sort of process or learning or mindset in a group of people that are good for you. And so that's that's kind of an unusual skill, to be honest with you. Yeah, that sounds uh, definitely like me. Okay. So what are we going to talk about today? Well, I have a film coming up that I wrote. Uh, We are in pre-production, and we are in the transition of hopefully moving into production very soon in the next few weeks. So I kind of am wondering about that process. Okay. Um, Very good. So did you hear the first part of the show about the astrology? Yes. Okay. So... This is your time to be very, very detailed in writing out what it is you want and what it is that you're willing to do in order to make it happen and why making this project happen would actually serve humanity as a greater purpose. 
So there has to be three parts to this goal, okay? And then the next part of it is, is that you need to be very, very clear about that process. You're an extremely tactile human being, and so you need to take and create a board, a vision board, a dream board, whatever you want to call it, in order to put your stuff on there that requires that you go and touch it and you feel it. You have to put beads on it. You have to put feathers on it. You have to put satins on it. You have to put velvet on it. You have to put textured pieces on it so that when you feel that board, it kicks off these memories and feelings inside of your mind which allow you to become more focused on your dream. You kind of have a short window here. It is scheduled. You are scheduled to begin on uh, the 19th of um, March was one of the first dates, but we're not, I really kind of hope that you get a little bit more time to get yourself prepared and put together because it's the first time these planets have gone direct in a really long time and you could really benefit from focusing that energy. Even two weeks of focused energy would make the project much more successful. Okay? Sure. Did you have a dream? that we were going to talk about? Yeah, that's actually um, kind of how this film came about. Uh, I had a recurring dream about the events that really happened, and the dream is kind of where I took uh, things from in order to create the screenplay. Okay, so I'm going to ask you to be very precise with me and tell me, you say it's a reoccurring dream, so reoccurring dreams have a category, and so, you know, and then without attaching it to anything else, do you mind just relating the dream? Sure. Um, it The dream kind of walked through a relationship that I was in in the past, uh, and it kind of showed me important events uh, that maybe I forgot or maybe I didn't view in the same way at the time. Okay. And so I kept having the so, same dream. Okay. So just do the very first line of the dream again for me, and then I make my interpretation about what the dream is about, and then I'll ask you different questions. Sure. Yeah, the dream was about a past relationship that I was in. Okay, and were you walking in the dream with this person? Um, yes. It kind of followed different events that really happened. Okay. I'm so sorry to be quite specific with you. So... In the dream, are you walking with the person in the first part that you remember? Uh, no. What are you doing together with this person in the beginning? Uh, in the beginning uh, is when I meet this person, but I am standing and this person is sitting. Okay. And is the person a male or a female? Male. Okay. So... The first part of the dream that you tell me is a dream about how this person is like your male energy, and your male energy, which is the thing that gives us movement, manifestation, um, it is the visible part of our life, and the female part is standing, and that is the part that's the invisible aspect. Uh, female attributes are um, healing. And so you're talking about standing in a position of being able to take and bring this person from a sitting position into um, healing. So that is the first step in the story. But the male energy talks also about the fact that something happened, and this is and there's something that happened or somebody that you were involved with that um, in order for you to live and survive, you had to suppress part of your male energy uh, in a past relationship. And that's what this dream is reviewing with you. Okay. Does that, does that resonate? Does that assist you in some way? Yeah, that makes sense. Okay, really good. All right, so let's go, let's go to the specifics of your question and what would you like to ask in your question in being quite specific? Um, I guess I want to know if this deal that 
we are in the works on is going to go through and keep everything on track. It does, but you're going to have to work on your side on the manifestation, visualization, asking the universe to support you. You have this period of time right now to take um, all the planetary obstacles have been removed. <clears throat> it's like you're sitting in a clear field, and, and the field is, is, is anything that you want to make of it. So it's up to you to put this together in such a way that it moves forward. Do you have the people that support the project? Yes. Do you have, do you have all of those things in place? Yes. There is no problem there. Um, the only problem here is, is that you just need to stay very focused and you need to continue to work on the process of the manifestation. Is that clear enough? Okay. Yeah, so, definitely. Okay. So I think that this project was supposed to start, for some reason or another, I think it's supposed to start in March. But it doesn't actually start in March. It starts two weeks after that. So it's within the first few days of April. And when it starts, I don't mean that the actual work of the film begins, but the process of the finalization of the filing of the contracts and all of the details actually start. And so it's not until the end of May or the first few days of June that we actually begin the actual physical project, which is excellent for you. Yeah, it is perfect. Okay. So congratulations. Yeah. I'm very happy for you. I really appreciate you, you taking the time to call and to share your story. Thank you so much. Yeah, thank you so much for your time, Suzanne. All right. Have a great day. Thanks. You too. Okay. Bye-bye. I love dreams. I don't think I ever tire of doing the interpretation of dreams, listening to people talk about their dreams and how they remember them. <clears throat> I do have a tendency to get a bit caught up in the details in order to try and see if I can create clarity as the result of how dreams work. So the first line of the dream is basically explains the theme. It explains what the dream's content is about. And the funny thing of it is is that, you know, people say that doing dream interpretation is hard, and I don't actually, um, for me it's not hard, so I have a lot of trouble understanding that. But your subconscious mind actually believes by putting a play on words or bringing in people from different parts of your life that it's making the story extremely simple. And I have to tell you that I think sometimes people make the process more complicated than it actually is. The dream is telling you the most direct, simple story in a way that it thinks you understand it. Seven, some people say there's... Uh, eight dream states, I actually believe that there is, um, I think some people are able to dream at a higher spiritual frequency, and there are eight separate states, and other people, um, the majority of people do their dreaming at the, um, just, just slightly below that, <clears throat> but each dream state rests on each chakra, and uh your first dreaming experience occurs before you're born. And most people, um, I just haven't had much luck with getting people being interested in remembering what they're, they were dreaming when they're, they were in, in utero with their mother. But um, science documents the fact that um, babies before they're born dream. And they also document the fact that the mother's dream state changes at the fifth month. And that's the first time the spirit actually remains inside of the body for um, prolonged periods of time and is able to impact a mother's dream state. So I always try and get, uh, always try and get women that are pregnant to take and keep a dream journal, which is good for anybody. Um, so that's my advice for dreams today. And anybody that has a dream, I love this conversation. I think it's my favorite. So I think I'm ready for my next person and you're listening to The Deep Psychic Reading with Suzanne Wyman. And I'm looking for my final guest today. So let's see what, what we have to do. Hey, hi, Paula. How are you? I'm doing good. How are you? Really good. Oh, what, is, what are we going to be talking about today with you? What's your question? Well, um... 
I wanted to ask you, I haven't dated in a long time, and I recently um, started seeing someone that I've been friends with for a long time. Okay. And my question is, what do I need to put in place in order to have a romantic relationship that's successful? Oh, my favorite. Oh, my gosh. Aren't you wonderful? <laughs> oh, my gosh. Okay. So... Um, by the way, uh, you have started your relationship in a way that I think, after listening to a lot of relationships and a lot of relationship conflicts and so forth, I find that relationships that begin um, as a person having an understanding of each other through common interests, common, uh, you know, whether it's work or it's a hobby or its location by being neighbors or seeing somebody on a regular basis, I think it's much more natural. And so you're friends with this person in the beginning, and that's how you get to know the person, you know, whether this person is right for you. And you learn about all of their quirks. <clears throat> and I hope people have quirks, because if they're not, they're not human. <laughs> okay? <laughs> Careful of that person who says they're perfect. Be very careful of that person. <laughs> um, so you started out as friends, and how did you get to know each other as friends? Um, we met online through a group uh, that had a similar interest, and um, we met in person several months later and just started hanging out. We would see movies together. We'd talk about books. You know, I, I was interested from early on, but, you know, he was not. <laughs> okay. Well, is, uh, that, is, that, is that okay? Because that is not uncommon, by the way. Yeah, it's okay. I think it occasionally makes me feel insecure, like I might be a little more invested than um, maybe he will become as invested as I am over time, but I, I don't want to rush because I've, I've felt this way for a while. Okay, so here's the problem with that sort of thinking. It's kind of like, it's kind of like you've um, spelt out the recipe for disappointment. Just because <laughs> you were more spiritually attuned and could potentially see yourself with this person doesn't mean that he was not as invested. It doesn't, it yeah. doesn't mean that at all. The only thing it really means is, is that... Um, you knew what you were looking for, and when you saw it, you said, I, that's what I want right there. Let me have that one. Because how many times have you walked into a store with somebody, and uh, they go into the bakery, and, and oh, you're thinking, oh, my gosh, what did I bring this person in here for? I should have had them sit outside and get us a table, and then I could have just gone in and gotten And if they didn't like it, I could say, oh, well, it's too late now. We only have 20 minutes. We've got to get back to it. Okay, next time, next time. Okay? So um, that's a <laughs> right? That's a little bit controlling. Um, and trust me, I know all of, I, I can spot controlling behavior a few miles off. I can spot somebody's body language and tell me, oh my God, stay away from that person. They're just going to try and control my breath. Um, <laughs> but it doesn't mean anything that you could spot him and he, um, he was interested. He just didn't know it because he took the time to get to know you and become friends with you. So you have to take a giant breath and step back, and you have to use your skills for writing and start documenting the feelings, you know. But basically, I'm going to tell you this. I think that you wonder if you can really have a relationship because it's been such a hard journey for you in your life to have a relationship with somebody who really understood you. And now here you are. Um, all of your previous experiences served you really well. <clears throat> and now you're in a spot and you can actually see this person is good for you and you're willing to do the work in order to move forward. So to me, I think, oh my gosh, this is so perfect. Please don't bring in your sense of unworthiness and your low self-esteem into the situation and bring about a problem that isn't there. Continue to move forward. Please continue to move forward. So um, that's, that's my advice for 
the situation. So you don't tell me what activity the two of you are doing together, if you have similar professions or anything else like that. So I don't know that part of it. But here's what I do know. I do know that he values home. He values relationships. He values duty, obligation, security, and being consistent in his word. So one of the things you have to learn to do is you have to learn to listen to him so that when he says something, you don't think, well, well, he couldn't really mean that. You have to listen to him and say, well, this is what I heard you say. Well, what do you really mean by that? And go a little deeper, work a little harder to create deeper communication. Um, your schedule is overcommitted. His schedule is overcommitted. You're overly responsible, you know, duty-bound, obligation-bound. You're going to have to take and put together a good schedule. You're going to have to take and invest um, a little bit more effort into finding people to help you with some of your responsibilities so you're free to go and meet and socialize and get to know this person. But I'm really quite excited for you. I think this is a journey of falling in love, you falling in love with a person with an open heart, um, falling in love with somebody who's really good for you, uh, falling in love with... Um, a person, a time in your life, an opportunity, uh, a connection. Um, and I'm not saying love is, love is easy because there are so many things in this world that we never really experience unless we're in a relationship. When you're by yourself and you decide, well, it's 2 o'clock in the afternoon, I'm going to go out and I'm going to go out to eat. And, oh, I went out to eat. When I went out to eat, I decided to take the dog for a walk and you came home five hours later. You're in a relationship and you don't convey that information. People, people, depending on what kind of people they are, they can get a little annoyed about some of that stuff. It's a little too, um, a little too free. So remember, there is a part of you that will grow and change and evolve as the result of this relationship, and you will become a different person. And when we're in a good relationship, the new person we become is a better us. It is a brand new, better us. When we're in a relationship that's not good for us, we become very constrictive. And so that's a real simple formula to understand if where you are in your relationship is really serving you at a higher level. <clears throat> are you expanding or are you constricting? Mm. That's, um, uh, is, that, is, that, is that something you... We, we'd like to hear the rest of that. Hmm. Yeah, I am working on expanding. I think the insecurity makes me shrink, and so I have to be very conscious to um, choose expansion. Okay. Talk about that in a more earthly way, please. <laughs> um, I have a tendency to want to pull away. When How do you pull away? Um, not communicating the uh -huh. way I should. What else? What else? Um, <laughs> what else? Um, also pushing him away to make sure that this is where he wants to be. Yeah, that's terrible. I, I admitted that no, out loud. <laughs> no, it's, it's an interesting thing because, well, first of all, there's two parts to this process. Part one is is the fact that um, you're aware of it, okay? So when somebody's testing a relationship, who are they really testing? Are they testing the other person or are they testing themselves? This is the question. Wow. Um I'm guessing it's really testing me. No, no. So here's what happens. So let's, let's, um, it's Paula, right? Yes. Okay. So let's give the other person a mythical name if you want to, or you can give us his, his real first name. Let's call him Frank. All right. So there's Paula and Frank. So what happens when Paula and Frank get together? Are Paula and Frank still Paula separate, Frank separate? Is that how it works? It feels like it's a third thing. 
It is, because there's the relationship. So the relationship becomes its own entity. That's why I love doing um, astrology for wedding dates, because that wedding date is really a birth of what happens between the two people. Now, if it's at all possible, I like to bring, um, I did this for a friend, and I brought Venus. The ceremony took place at the moment that Venus entered her seventh house. And so it's as close as you can get to a birth while you're still alive on the planet and there's no child being born. And that's what happens, is that there is you, Paula, there is him, Frank, and then the third piece becomes the relationship. So, now, that can become a very positive tool, and this is the thing that people don't understand about themselves. They come to me and they say, you know, I was in this relationship with this person and I had no idea that um, this guy had X, Y, and Z over here. I had no idea. And at first I used to think, wow, that just is not possible. You must have had some inkling. But what that person does is that person creates a um, what the relationship between them, what the two of them is about. So when they are connected together, this person focuses on the relationship and what the relationship should be and what it looks like, and they keep them so occupied that the separate element of the entity of the relationship becomes the dominant factor and your ability to really understand who you are in the relationship or the other person is in the relationship suffers different problems. A good relationship, it expands. A relationship that is not supportive of who and what you are, it constricts. But you're saying something very different, and that is is that you want to know, this is what I think you're about. I think you're about safety, and you want to know the outcome first. Well, if I get told that the outcome is okay, well then, okay, it's safe. I'm going to go ahead, and I'm going to put my energy into this relationship. But as soon as it's not safe, I'm going to take a few steps back, and then I'm going to gather myself up, and then I'm going to make a decision if I really want to continue. And what would that be like for the other person? And then what would that be like for the entity of the relationship? That's the question to you. I don't know what that would be like for him. I think for the relationship, it would be devastating. Okay. So in the 1950s, where um, people got married, um, a relationship uh, was based on the needs of two people having all their needs met within that relationship. No outside sources, no outside support, nothing. You got everything in that relationship, and it was a very, very intense dynamic when it was good, and it was also a very intense dynamic when it wasn't good. But by today's standards, it falls into the category of being defined as codependent. So, um, because the person, the, the wife or the husband didn't know where they began and the other person began, and they were just one enmeshed person, okay? That was the mm-hmm. definition of a good marriage. Then we evolved and we looked at things differently, and uh, certain financial freedoms came about, and we said, oh, no, that's codependent behavior because... Um, the other person doesn't grow. The other person suppresses their desires, and it comes out in dysfunctional behavior. It comes out in um, irrational behavior, and it also comes out in um, illnesses and addictions. And so then we set about this job. So you want safety and knowledge first, and then you decide then it's okay, but relationships don't work there. Relationships work in this place of in the moment. So, you have some work to do here. I think it's a good relationship to work it out. Um, One of the best books that you would really get it is a book called um, Centering on Intimacy, and I think it is Guy Hendricks. And in there, he uses an archetype process of where people bring outdated archetypes into a relationship, and that's really what causes the relationship to fail. So, that's my suggestion and I have okay. run out of time, and you have been a fabulous guest. You've been open, oh, you. honest, available, and vulnerable, and you're welcome to call me anytime. 
Thank you, Suzanne. This has been great. Oh, thank you. Okay. All right. The Deep Psychic, Suzanne Wyman, and that's 714-473-84. I want to thank you for joining me today. And it has been really an amazing day in this conversation in that I've gotten to talk about deep issues. I've gotten to talk about shallow issues. And I've gotten to talk about my favorite topics, relationships and dreams, which I seem to have an unlimited supply of energy for. But thank you for listening. And I hope the universe supports you in what your dream is and make sure and take advantage of what is going on today in the great astrological influence of the planets being direct. Have a good day, and please join me next week. Thank you. Bye-bye. Become a Goldilocks Productions VIP patron. Receive exclusive access to live stream special and other epic packs. Join the Goldilocks Productions VIP community today. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.